This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. I'm Dan Malecki, joined by Rob Orber to look at a 10-race card at Melton with an early start at uh, 4.57 and it looks like it's a tough uh, tough way to start the program uh, tomorrow night. I hope you're rugging up if you're going. It's been a bitterly cold week, particularly at some of the venues I've been to this week, Rob. It has been a very, very chilly uh, week indeed. It has, Dan. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's worse, sitting in a race caller's box or sitting in the middle of a footy over with kids trying to coach them uh, while it's freezing conditions. But it's uh, certainly been a chilly week. But, uh, look, we haven't had a lot of rain, so uh, whichever way you look at it, it could be good or bad for some. However, <laughs> we're looking forward to the 10 race card program. Big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club, who are doing a fantastic job. Uh, the club lounge uh, certainly attracting new membership with their social club membership and people who are heading out to Melton are starting to enjoy the facilities and we strongly encourage all our harness racing participants uh, in particular as we get through this uh, colder months uh, eventually uh, the sun will shine and you can get out to Melton and enjoy uh, some really good racing and that club lounge is uh, a fantastic facility and for a small outlay you can become a social club member and get access to the club lounge and thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club. And it's an early start at Melton and therefore an early enough finish. And that's with 10 races on the program. The last event is at 9.20. OK, Rob, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. We'll look at the opening event on the uh, the program here. And uh, it's a challenging enough race. It's a good race. You can come up with cases, I would imagine, for many of the horses here. I thought it was quite difficult. Um, so I'm interested in your thoughts. Well, I think the last two months have been probably the most difficult two months we've seen at Melton. We've seen some blowout results. Sometimes it's even hard to understand how uh, some of these results are appearing. So uh, we just keep sticking to what we uh, normally do, stick to the horses that we feel like are going well. And obviously Barry draws play a big part as well. Look, I've tipped number 13, the Chancer, who's probably got more negatives and pluses in the sense from barrier 13 it's going to be very hard for this uh, horse obviously he'll probably begin from 12 if the emergency doesn't gain a start he won first up at warrigal defeating hey you good thing uh, trained by jeff walker he's a really nice horse he's a six-year-old he's won eight from 37 look i saw him trial at cranbourne behind um uh, Knights Templar, who uh, came out and won at Melton first up, and the chance of finish second in that trial. He then came out and won at Warrigal. So it pretty much indicates that he's got the ability to be winning in town. Obviously, the barrier draw makes it hard, but I'll, I'll stick with him, number 13, the Chancer. Ahead of five, Major Collect, who's bursting to win. Uh, uh, look, he, he, the biggest problem, barrier five for him, he, look, he, he's he's got gate speed, but he, he doesn't seem to go as well when he's used out of the gate. And if he's got to be driven conservatively at the start, he will be relying on luck, very much like the Chancer. But I've tipped him for second. Not sure where he's going to end up from barrier five. I think if he goes forward, it could be a little bit dangerous for him, as he does seem to race best when driven with a sit. I thought four, what did you say? Uh, second up from a little break. He, he's got plenty of improvement in him. We know he's capable of running at this class. He's chased home some good horses. He's won the Wangaratta Pacing Cup. I can see much more improvement to come from number four. What
what did you say? And nine, Zoo Stan, who's been racing consistent form for Emma Stewart, obviously steps up here. And 10, Jillaby Retro's been going well. But look, 13, 5, 4, 9 and 10 for mine. Mm, yeah, tough race. I, look, I thought, what did you say, had a bit of improvement to come. He was first up and ran well uh, first up. So I, I've got him on top in a most difficult affair. Four, what did you say, five major collect, uh, nine Zoo Stan and seven Delvey Robin, another one that represents value in a, a very difficult race, four, five, nine and seven. And I would like to include a lot of others because there's more than just those four uh, winning chances to my eye. The second event is the Better Vet Trot. This is a good race. There's one here I'm pretty keen on each way, Rob, but that's not to say Arua Koe shouldn't be favoured for the race. It's a good quality field, and Chinese Whisper adds depth to the race, uh, even though he's first up. Yeah, it was, it's a tricky race. I, I've, I've stayed away from Aroha Koe as my top pick. I feel like he's under the odds myself, personally. Um, Look, seven Chinese whisper. It's it's. It all depends what what Chinese whisper turns up. We we know he's got the natural talent. We we saw him uh, winning a trial recently at Melton. He was very good. Jordan Leadham drove him in that trial. So interesting to see Jordan is driving this horse on Saturday night. Uh, look, I, I'm not sure where he's going to go from barrier seven. Um, whichever way he goes, I'll, I'll go with his natural ability to suggest he can run a very good race first up. I think nine, Loxley Lover, seems to be over the odds for mine. I know he was maybe on face value a bit disappointing last start, but we know he's a class horse, and I think he'll improve from that run. Two, Aroha Koei. Look, obviously got the draw. I just don't think he presents a lot of value for mine. Eight, Bullion Harry, who I keep sticking up for going well, and five, Baltica, who's always got a very good first-up record and did trial well in that trial with Chinese Whispers. So, again, tricky race, just shying away from the favourite. Not super confident about any of these runners, other than I think they've all got winning chances. Seven, nine, two, eight, and five. And well, as we go to where Loxley Lovers a seven dollar chance. I just thought he was way over the odds, Rob. Um, he had a bit of improvement to come. Uh, I think Beck Bartley she sensed an opportunity there and took it, and the horse sprinted up, and it didn't quite work out. And then he over raced. He pulled hard, and you know I can find a genuine excuse for that. He tracks through behind Arawakoe. Even if he ends up without cover, he's not going to have to work to be there. I'll, I think you'll see a much improved performance, and he represents um, odds that are way over the mark of where he should. Be. I, I'm very keen on him each way. Number nine, Loxley Lover. Uh, two, Arawakoe. Seven, Chinese Whisper. Eight, Bullion Harry are in the mix as well. Nine, two, seven, and eight, Rob. Uh, the high gain pace is the third event on the card. Small field with Heavenly Charm, the scratching. Major Grace was terrific stepping up in class last time. Beach Life was um, perhaps unlucky not to finish a little bit closer last week. And I reckon even though the small field, I can make a case for Kiyang Jackie, depending on what she can do at the start here. I thought she was terrific last time. Yeah, no doubt, uh, Dan. Look, I've, I've settled for three major grace on top. Uh, look, this horse, you know, absorbed a lot of pressure last time at Melton when stepping up in that Melton Mayors Championship uh, race that was won by I'm Prezi Bell. And I thought she did a mighty job to battle on. And with more natural improvement, I expect it to be hard to beat. I Like yourself, I, I feel six key and Jackie could be the danger. Uh, she ran really well last time behind I'm Prezi Bell, second up or third up or second up from a bit of a freshen up. But she hasn't had a lot of racing in uh, recent years. And I think she's got more scope for further improvement. I'm expecting her to run a mighty race. Five Beach Life, who's been thereabouts, as you said, didn't have a lot of luck at all behind So What last start. 
you know, her form probably always indicates it's better over the short course. I mean, she's won two from 15 over the middle distance, uh, seven been placed seven other occasions. So probably it's not her strongest distance. But again, we know she's a quality mare. Uh, two uh, final piece, one obviously Lottie Moon, all for the, your first fours uh, as such. But look, three on top from six and five for mine. And you mentioned the first fours. The tab have seeded uh, first four pools with $1,500 for every race, and that's worked out really well. They've been a very popular bet type over the last three weeks while those pools have um, been seeded, Rob, and they've swelled into really good-sized pools, and we saw the jackpot race last week. Um, it went to another level again, so very popular and well worth considering taking the first fours, even these small races but or small fields. But I've tipped three, five, six. Um, probably the six is the one at value. I'm going to suggest that it might be the, the one to have something on because Major Grace uh, is short price at the moment. Three, five, six and two in race three. The Alabar Pace, the fourth event. Now, this is over the 1,200 metres. Zubri scratch number eight. Fiamma. Um, up against uh, some decent horses here, but with a good gait, has a picket fence next to her name, and uh, she won't be the shortest price favourite for the night, but she certainly will be very short. Yeah, look, she will be short. I mean, she's won eight from 16. Uh, she's won, what, four in a row now. Uh, she resumed on the 14th of April at Bendigo, winning, did the same again and again, and then came to Melton last week and got the job done there as well. So it's hard to tip against her. Obviously, uh, she's uh, a mare on the way up, but she still takes on some really good quality horses. Three Art Jester has been racing in terrific form. He was third in the Tontine Championship final behind Blake Bolak. That was a strong race. He hit the line really strongly. Uh, he was unplaced behind Beach Memories at his previous start, but before that, he was a winner at Melton, uh, defeating, I think, over this distance. He's had, what now, two two goes at this distance for a first and second. He's had three goes at the track for a first and second, so you know he's going to run well. Greg Sugars comes back and takes the drive here. I think he can be a threat. Seven Irvine, we know will be running on really strongly. He's emergency uh, later on in the night. But one thing about Irvine, you know he'll be savaging the line. And then number five, Brutally Handsome, who I thought was very good winning at Ballarat. It was good to see him getting back into some winning form. Interesting enough, he's had 15 tries at, uh, at Melton to be placed on five occasions. He's yet to win. Maybe the uh, 1,200 might suit him. But he was very good winning last start. So two, three, seven and five for mine. And I've got uh, Fiamma on top, but happy to entertain um, some other prospects or winning chances. Uh, brutally handsome. I think uh, the confidence will do him the world of good. He's not a horse that wins out of turn, but we've seen him perform really well against high-quality opposition through his age groups as a two- and three-year-old. Um, of the others, uh, I think Art Chest has shown performs really well in these types of races, and I think even Steel Screens over the short trip would need that generally run 1,200-metre race, uh, but I think the short course suits him, and he can run well even though he's first up. So, And you mentioned Irvine could be a chance and even Springfield Affair. So Fiamma might be the dominant favourite and the horse to beat, but um, I respect a number of others, two, five, three, and 9. Race 5 is the Waste Sense. Blacks are fake, free for all. Uh, the scratching is Torrid Saint, and he's a son of a gun to run favourite over the 1,720 metre trip. Yeah, this is a real big test here for he's son of a gun. Uh, I think we all felt last time when he won, he, he wasn't over-impressive. Uh, we had a few question marks next to him the start before 
behind Serge Blanco and he got the job done when he was first up defeating Max Delight. You know, this is a good race. Uh, he needs to be back to his brilliant best to win. Whether he's at his brilliant best, uh, well, we'll find out this week because it's it's a real test for him to stand up here, number five, he's son of a gun. Found him on top, but I'm not going to be rushing into taking any short odds. Nine, Tango Tara, I thought was very good last start. Uh, you know, he made up good ground in the race won by Serge Blanco, uh, 54-7 last half, and he was still finding the line. He gets a really good trailing draw. He should position himself well. I think eight interest free. He's a forgotten horse. He's got out to ridiculous odds. This horse here has competed at the highest of levels. He was third in the four-year-old Bonanza two runs ago. He went to Menangle in the pale face Adios, finished down the track. He's had a spell. Uh, he's trialled, uh, had a nice soft trial of Bendigo. He's a high-quality horse, and double-figure odds for him each way looks ridiculous odds for mine. I think you've got to have a saver on him. For Serge Blanco, absolutely flying. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up in this race at the start. So, interesting affair. Look, five on top from nine, eight, and four, but we watch with great interest. Yeah, look, he made the, the valid points about he's the son of a gun and the fact that he's had just about a month off as well, Rob. Now, he's been a good fresh horse in the past, but what, what's actually helped him? He's got such blistering gate speed. He can offset um, being slightly underdone by getting across quickly to the pegs, particularly in 1,700-metre races. But that is of perhaps a little bit of concern. We might find out more before the race as to why, uh, and that could make, could make a big difference between his price drifting and his price firming. The, the other horse with the gate speed is Serge Blanco, and from four, I, I, I would think they might fancy their chances if he scores up well, because sometimes it's up to the horse and not the driver in, in Serge Blanco's case. But he's got the gate speed, maybe not to one-on-one beat, he's a son of a gun, but he might be able to get to the pegs first, so he could end up with a run of the race. Um, five from four, nine Tango Tara, a good race for it, and you mentioned interest-free. I'm not sure interest-free can win first up because of the draw, but what he could be doing is just having a softer run and a good trip and running into the top four, Rob, so he's a must to go in. Yeah, and we've also uh, lost Torrid Saint too. He's a, he's a scratching, but uh, my understanding is he's heading off to America. He's been sold, so uh, we won't be seeing Torrid Saint again, I don't think. Oh, well, that's a shame. We're losing too many of our top-class horses. I've, I've been looking at a lot of the races uh, while Lock and Varart's been overseas, and the amount of Australian and New Zealand bred horses running at their key meetings is quite extraordinary. I, I, I sort of know the depth of some of the races better over there than I do over here now. It's it's amazing. But in the end, uh, we lose out. But been a great horse for, for Noel Watson and uh, and the Douglases, uh, Inter Dominion runner-up, and uh, we wish them well with Torrid Saint. Uh, race uh, number six is the Highland Race Colours Pace. And uh, this is a race where Imperial's Reason found her form last start, was able to work to the lead and run along with some really good sectionals. And she's going to be the short price favourite, a backable short price favourite in race six. Yeah, look, it's a, a, an interesting race. I, I'm not sure whether she'll just be able to stroll to the front here. I, I feel like there could be... A couple of horses here that might just want to come out of the gate. Mighty Flying Art being one of those, of course. Uh, Where's Siggy? Hasn't been used out of the gate for a while. I think he's a horse that's going pretty well. Might come out here, pull the other legs, being driven with a sit of late. Look, if she finds the front unchallenged uh, with no pressure, she's the horse to beat. Um, Ultimate Vinny's a horse that's going to go forward. And who knows, maybe even Jillaby Nitro. 
I'm going to play against Imperial's reason. I just feel like she's too short for mine. So I'm looking for some value in this race. Uh, you know, where's the value? I think there's quite a number of value runners other than the favourite. Um, look, I, I've tipped nine Joni in. I, I didn't mind his run last week. I, I thought he hit the line really well. Uh, Taylor French drives here. This horse should be improved after having two runs back from coming back from Menangle. 154.5 mile rate last start, 56.3, and came from four back to pegs, and he was still running on. I just thought each way had a bit of value here, number nine, Joni N on top. From seven, Gillaby Nitro, who was very good winning last start. I think six, Ultimate Vinny is a horse that can improve here, I think, from the front row and the claim. I certainly respect him. And, uh, you know, horses like Where's Seggy pull the other leg all going well. I'm just not keen to take the short odds Imperial's reason. I'm going to play around her and see if I can find some value. Yeah, look, I can understand that. Um, look, she's very good, but she still has a little quirks, doesn't she, Rob? I've put five on top, but with great respect for Jillaby Nitro. I think the benefit of winning last start, confidence is high, but he seems to be a bit more one-dimensional now, so he'll need maybe Imperial Reason not to lead and be of genuine tempo to help his cause. You made a really good case for Joni N, and I agree with you there. I think he's a terrific chance. Uh, and mighty flying art from the draw. The other one is Ultimate Vinny, who's got the gate speed to make it really interesting if he's able to cross them all at the start. Connor Clark takes the drive, and he can really get them off the gate. So um, while I've got Imperial's reason on top, I've got race ra terrific respect for all the others that I've made mention of. My tips are 5, 7, 9, and 1. Race 7, the Sulky Dot app, the future of form Metropolitan Pace final. Uh, Beach Memories, terrific winning last week. It's still going to be a challenge, though, and you always have your heart in your mouth with her drawn outside the back row. The score-ups, the... Uh uh, the finger-biting um, period of the race for Beach Memories. But to be fair to her, her, uh, her last two starts have been fantastic. They have been outstanding. And look, you know, as a result of her two performances of late, I can't tip against her despite, you know, her quirks and the barrier draws. She's just been mighty impressive. And she's been dominant in her wins as well. So I feel like, again, she, she is the horse to beat number 13, Beach Memories. Uh, number six, which, of course, is Magnetic Terror. Another horse that's going well, did its best to chase home Beach Memories last start, wasn't able to do so when Magnetic Terror looks the second pick for mine. 12 raw for Roscoe, who was terrific winning first up and, and did a good job last start, even though it was run down, improved run here uh, and improved fitness-wise and maybe drawn and driven a little bit more conservatively. I think raw for Roscoe can play a part. And, of course, number three in the race, which is Holy Basil, who had its chance last week first up after a very long spell. But you would imagine with natural improvement, it can keep improving. It's got the gate speed to at least put itself into a handy spot and might be able to sneak into those placings. So 13 on top from 6, 12 and 3. Yeah, I've tipped Beach Memories as well. I think Royal for Roscoe can improve and will represent good value here. He'll, he had benefit to come um, because he was only second up and from a 1,200-metre race, so I wouldn't give up on him. I think he's a really good chance. Magnetic Terran. I'm Shadow Boxer. It's just the sort of race shape that might suit I'm Shadow Boxer as being a blowout chance. Plenty of other hopes that you can make a case for a lot of depth here. 13, 12, 6 and 8. Rob Race 8's a terrific race. The happy 60th Jeff Ewing three-year-old pace. And for Jeff on his 60th, if he um, knows his harness horses, he'd, he'd be pretty chuffed to have a good bunch of three-year-olds uh, in the race that's named after him. The scratching is number seven, our Vincent can go. Yeah, very good race. Uh, 
Very good race indeed. Look, I've tipped four out, Vinny. Uh, look, I, I feel like he gets a barrier draw improvement here. He's been drawing the second row, inside the second row in his last three starts. And, you know, he's been going really well. He, he should be able to position himself in a forward position. Alan McDonough drives, and I feel like our Vinny uh, certainly gets his chance to be right in the finish. I, I've tipped him on top. Ahead of second, uh, six, Louis Lu I, who uh, last start just over-raced and probably performed well below uh, his best, but he's capable of making amends on Saturday night, and I'm expecting him to be a real winning chance. Five, final collect. Well, you can't fault this horse's form. Uh, had no luck at Cranbourne three runs ago. No surprise seeing him win at Yarra Valley, but it was a surprise to see him winning at Melton because he stepped up to another level and, and really stood up to that challenge really well. He looks a really nice horse, and uh, having spoken to Lance Justice, he's got a good opinion about this fella. And eight, Dangerous, who we know is a very good, capable horse, draws inside the second row. I think he'll be running on strongly. So four on top from six, five and eight, but I've got respect for quite a number of these horses. I've uh, put Dangerous on top. We've got a lot of time for him, Rob. I, I just thought he was exposed too early last start. He got keen when he was exposed, and then he hit a brick wall with 100 to go, and he got very tired. He was weak late, but Shane Sanderson has made the point of saying he probably just got away from him a little bit there, so a bit more work under his belt, and I reckon that softer gait might suit him. So I think he's a really good each-way play, but it's a terrific field. Louis Luai, our Vinny final collector, the other really good chances, 8, 6, 4, and 5. Race number nine, the Hip Pocket Workwear Castlemaine Matriarch Trot. It's a Group 3 race. Uh, Lucky Brent Lilly's got a few other trotters in his stable to help the uh, the race stand up, which is important for uh, for fans of harness racing because it doesn't matter whether they're 99 cents or 100 to 1. When they're marquee horses like Queen Elida, you need to see them at the track. Gives us something to look forward to, Rob, and we will here because although she'll dominate the market as a very short price favourite, she's uh, one of the most exciting harness horses going around. Yeah, and look, uh, the owner's will uh, be rubbing their hands at the moment, $30,000 race, and she can only race against what's available, and she's just a, a league in her own at the moment and uh, almost impossible to be seeing her uh, getting beaten unless she did something wrong herself. But, look, I, I tip five, Queen Elida on top. Uh, she's just absolutely flying this mare, and, you know, she's just got class written all over her. She's won... 510,000 now, 42 starts for 24 wins, and uh, she'll continue on that winning way this Saturday night. From three, Lady Adelia, who's racing really well, good second behind Queen Elida last start, gave her best trying to lead, but was no match. Uh, she can run second. Four, Elder Baron Keeper's got the big scope for further improvement. First up from a little break, I thought uh, her run was solid behind RC Phoenix, and they can only she can only improve, so you expect her to run a good race as well. And two, Ebony's Avenger, who's never too far away. So five on top, ahead of three, four, and two. And I've uh, just twisted third and fourth around five, three, two, and four in race number nine. Remembering the first four jackpots throughout the course of the night, so there's an extra $1,500 to kickstart that pool along. So even though it might look thin, it might still provide a bit of value. Race 10, the Allied Express pace. Difficult race to initially get my head around here, Rob. Uh, the 2,240-metre uh, race, pretty even field. Yeah, look, I've tipped nine guilty by the beach uh, on top, Dan. Uh, look, this horse has won his past two starts and, you know, he's gone through a long period of time without, uh, you know, really winning and all of a sudden, you know, he's put a couple together. I know uh, the stable have had a lot of trouble getting his feet right and, and just getting uh, the work that's been necessary to, to get him at his best. He, he's always had 
enormous amount of ability and uh, he, he's just starting to put it all together. He, he's been winning with ease at his last couple of starts and, you know, as long as he can maintain that form, uh, he'll be really hard to hold out here, number nine, guilty by the beach. I expect him to be running on really strongly and I think he can win here the final event. Ahead of two, Rock and Roll Waller, who did a good job last start behind our Vincent Van Gogh, made up good ground late. One, a rock and roll jet. Going well, this horse uh, draws barrier one. I think it's a good draw for him. He's just going to be tucked away in behind him. And, you know, I certainly think he's a value chance uh, to, to certainly be including into the place bets. So nine to one. I've put eight Royal Speech in for fourth, who again gets a nice trail and a soft trip from inside the second row draw. But pretty keen on nine guilty by the beach ahead of two, one and eight. With the eight on top, I thought it was a very difficult race. Eight, Royal Speech. Three, Let's Make Tracks. Could be improved. Better gate. Nine, Guilty by the Beach. Seven, I'm Jimmy James. Eight, three, nine, seven uh, in the last event, Rob. Okay, what about your best bets? Yeah, look, I think I'll make the the one in the last as the best bet of the night. Race 10, number nine, Guilty by the Beach. I think he can continue uh, on his winning form. Uh, looking for uh, a little bit of value for the night. Uh, look, I thought race six, number nine, Joni N presented uh, each way uh, value for uh, for Saturday night. And uh, look, even also uh, race five, number nine, Tango Tara, I think's at an each way quote where it's worthy of a ticket. So uh, I'll make uh, the final race of the night, uh, race 10, number nine, Guilty by the Beach is the best. And my uh, selections, my best bets are each way. Race two, number nine, Loxley Lover, and race eight, number eight, which is uh, dangerous. Look forward to joining you tomorrow night, Robert Melton. Yeah, we'll be there on the Trots Vision coverage, Dan. Looking forward to uh, the 10 race card program, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, drill down to each of the uh, the runners as we see them out on the track, and looking forward to everyone joining us. And if not, on RSN, of course, it will be giving uh, a live coverage throughout the night with yourself, Dan. So happy harnessing, everyone, and have a wonderful weekend.